Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the pop culture podcast where we discuss your favorite movies, TV shows, collectibles, and current news. Today, we're going to be talking about Endgame. This is going to be a lead-up episode uh, in preparation to watch Endgame, which is coming out, I believe, this Thursday, the 26th, is their, their first showings, uh, and Mickey and I are going to be actually watching it uh, Friday night, the 20, April 27th. Uh, so this episode, our goal is going to be kind of to summarize what's happened so far, what we know about Endgame, uh, not a full MCU recap. We're going to do that in a separate episode uh, that is going to take more time and effort to uh, really give it justice of the 20-something movies that are existing right now. Uh, so this is really just, you know, what, what do we expect? Some popular fan theories, some things that we've noticed and things we want to see, things we want to see, what, what, what do we think is going to happen? And then kind of like a before and after, once we watch the movie, then we'll have a, a episode that recaps that movie. Um, so that's, that's kind of the game plan for today. Uh, we'll see where things go and, and, and how that ends up looking in the end, as far as the tangents that we get off on. Um, but essentially, uh, You've got all the movies leading up to Infinity War, plus Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp, not necessarily in that order. Uh, and really, if you're looking at Endgame, you can't really, uh, you, you can't say that it's a standalone movie, even like the other movies. Uh, Avengers is definitely part, the first Avengers movie, definitely part of the MCU. You really benefit from watching the other movies. But it's its own movie. Endgame is really a sequel to Infinity War. That's yeah. that's what it, it it's basically, and and I think that was probably a working title or the idea all along. Endgame really should be called Infinity War Part Two. It's a result of Infinity War, whereas right. the other ones were just the next step right. in the storyline. Right. They, yeah. The other movies are building on the characters. They had their own time. This this is really. We, we should look at this as a sequel to Infinity War. Continuation. Right. Yeah. So kind of to recap what happened, and, and for those of you who have not seen any of these movies yet, spoiler alert, uh, do, do, do not pass go, do not collect to it. Stop what Stop you're doing. Here. Wait until you've watched at least Infinity War or some of the other Marvel movies. There will be some things in this episode that we talk about that will be spoilers for that. But come back and listen after that. Correct. Yes. Please come back. Make sure that you, and maybe some people just don't care about spoilers and go ahead and keep listening. Uh, but big thing that happened. Okay. Let's just come out and say it. Half the universe dies. Okay. So you've got the entire Avengers team working together, trying to prevent Thanos from getting these infinity stones. And with a snap of the finger, he eliminates half the universe. After he says, what did you lose? I lost everything. Yes. Or yes. everything is lost. And then all of a sudden you see them slowly dissipate into nothingness. Right. And what uh, Mickey is referring to is uh, the scene directly after the snap, which we've come to find out later was called the decimation event. That's what oh, yeah. I think the Russo brothers are in the, uh, you know, culture of the Marvel universe. That's what they're called. That That's what that one event was called was. The decimation event. I think it was confirmed, and anybody that's listening out there, please correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially what was confirmed was, and 
by, I believe by Russo brothers, that when he did that snap and then you see the scene with young Gamora and she asked, what did it cost? He, did, did you do what you wanted to do? Yes. What did it cost? cost? Is that he was actually in another dimension or inside the soul stone. So what he was seeing was a representation of Gamora. And what that was, was a representation of Gamora in the soul stone, uh, which we found out uh, later earlier in the movie uh, was only able to, you're only able to get the soul stone if you sacrifice something that you loved. The keeper of that soul stone was Red Skull, which if you remember from uh, the first Captain America movie, he got beamed someplace that we didn't know where he went at the end, at the end of the movie. Uh, and with these different infinity stones that have the different powers, that was the Tesseract that beamed him because it's the space zone. So it malfunctioned. He grabbed it, did something, and he basically got sent there. We don't really know what happened between that event until we saw him in Infinity War. But what he was getting at was, hey, if you're going to get this stone because it's so powerful, because it controls people's souls, literally, you need to realize that you are going to be altering people's lives in such a way that is going to have so much of a consequence on them. There's a major sacrifice. You need to have your own sacrifice in order. It's kind of similar to when you've got these cops who are training and they get, uh, they use a taser on them or, or something. Hey, you need to realize how much power you have before you use it on somebody else. It's like a Sophie's choice. Right. Right. So what I, one thing I like to mention is the depth of Thanos character as she's asking him, what was the cost and did you get what you want? You can see the remorse and his facial expression and in his tone. So right. he's not just an evil character that's not thinking about any of this stuff. You can see that he's pondered some of this stuff and he feels like he's doing right, whether it's agreed upon with all the rest of the characters or not. I think that's interesting about Daniels. And that was part of what we had in an earlier discussion. Thanos is so dangerous because he truly believes what he's doing is right. He's not a villain who's just out there just to cause chaos pure evil. for selfish purposes. He feels that what he's doing is right. So that's that's kind of a summary of the decimation event, what, what happened. Uh, you have the six Infinity Stones. Uh, possibly in another podcast, we'll talk about where they all came from and their, their history. Uh, but you've got all of those stones coming together in the Infinity Gauntlet. You see how the where the Infinity Gauntlet was made. You kind of get more information about that and about the Infinity Stone. And as you pointed out to me, it's interesting to note that the characters that were decimated were not the original six. Right. So, um, yes. So, I've got a list right now of who died in Infinity War. So, at the very beginning, you got Heimendel. I, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's the, he's the guy who's the Asgardian who's... Thor's best friend, who's got the big sword and can can uh, beam people to other places. Oh, I'm, yeah. Clearly, I'm oversimplifying this. Don't kill me or hang me to dry because I'm not using he, the right terminology. He's more significant than that, but that's a brief summary. That's a brief summary of who he is and what he can do. Loki. I'm offended. Le- <laughs> Loki. Okay, let's have a 30-second discussion that everybody in the Marvel Universe is having right now. And that question is, is Loki really dead? Is he alive? Is, is he, he alive? Dead? There's so many, and, and that's another, uh, maybe maybe as a follow-up in a different episode, but essentially, Loki's character is so complex and so interesting, 
that you don't know. He's died before. And you never believe if he's good or bad either. You think, okay, Thor's finally gotten to him. He's going to help his brother. He's going to help the universe. Oh, no, he turned again. But sometimes he hasn't. Sometimes he has. That's the depth of that character too. And by Infinity War, you 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 realize or you forget maybe he was the main villain in the first Avengers. Like he was trying to destroy New York. He brought that army there. He was trying to get another Infinity Stone for Thanos, and he failed. He ultimately failed. He lost the Infinity Stone that was in his staff, the Mind Stone, and he lost, and he didn't get the the Tesseract, which ended up being the Space Stone. So. Is he dead? Is he not? There's is he good? So, is he bad? Which side is he on? He goes back and forth. Like there's crazy. volumes of information picking apart that scene, and you know, well, was it just a trick image of him? Was it really him? Yeah. Did he really die? Did he did? Because when he died, he didn't turn back into his his natural form because he's not Asgard. There's a ton of stuff. I don't know. I'm just gonna simplify it and say I think that. Loki is dead. I think that he is dead right now. And not coming back. I don't think he's come. I, okay. I think he's coming back, but I don't think he's coming back in that because form. he's, he tricked Thanos. He's got something else. And, and I could be wrong. I, I would love to be wrong. I'd love to see this big reveal that he comes in end game, comes back and says that he's, you know, did this thing or this is how he got around it. But I think, I think when we'll get into the, the fan theories and what I think is a leading fan theory, but I think that he died. Is yeah. there any chance, and this might be out there, that he comes back in a different form, or do you think if he does show his face again, he comes back as Loki? I, he he's going to come back if he when he comes back, or if he comes back, it'll be as Loki. Okay. Um, yeah, that's an interesting theory. And I guess so. What do you think? What's your? I don't. It, it, it's hard. It's like the boy who cried wolf. At this point, I, it, I never believe that he's actually dead, and I never know which side he's on anyway. So it's like it's another trick up his sleeve. So I'm just you know cynical to some degree, and right. you know I speculate that he's not gone completely because he's just such a major character. It's just how I look at that. I would like yes, and I would like to see that he he's done it so many times, and this would be the biggest. Hey, just kidding. Exactly. But there must be a reason behind. He must have a motive to be doing this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We already just pissed off his brother. Right. Well, and not, yeah, I I think if his motive was to trick Thanos, if he's not actually dead. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. So we talked about Gamora already that she died for the, uh, soul stone. So, so she died and this is all pre decimation events. So these are, these are all characters who, had died not as a result of the snap, which when you're looking at the characters who died in Infinity War, you kind of have to separate them out in those two things because if there's people or if there's characters that come back because the snap is something different than what we think it is, that is important that yeah. they, they didn't die because of That'll that explain event. why they're still around. Right. Um, the entire, I mean, you've got Ebony Maw who died when... Peter Parker, or he's working with Iron Man and he busts a hole in the ship, just like aliens. So you've got the entire Black Order who dies. Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive. He, they, all three of them die, plus Cole Obsidian. Um, they all die during, during that. So an interesting um, theory or an interesting uh, scene that people like to point out. So at the end of Infinity War, 
you've got Vision, who is being worked on by, uh, what's her face? He's in tatters. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She's, she's being she's trying to get the Infinity Stone out so that she can destroy it. And if you remember, she was her powers were created because of the that stone, okay, the Mind Stone. So what we realize though is that because Thanos has the Time Stone, he's able to reverse time, go back, go back, undo what she did, undo what she did, take the stone for himself. The events leading up to that, people have dissected a lot, and what they what you see is Thanos throwing people left and right. A lot of people think that people like Captain America, the Hulk, uh, Falcon, all those people that he was tossing back and forth while Scarlet Witch was trying to destroy. You've the, never right? seen the Hulk tossed aside like that either before, so that was right at the very beginning of the movie. I'm talking about at the end oh, when okay. he's when he's in the uh, when he's in the Hulkbuster machine. Oh, sure. Movie. People actually, at least Captain America, maybe not all of them, that Captain America actually died in that instance. And because he used the time stone to reverse time, he reversed it back to a point where they are alive again. I don't, that's, that's kind of an iffy fan fan theory, but it's interesting to say the least. Well, and it's lost in the details basically, because if you think that as far into it as you are, oh yeah, that makes sense. He went far enough back in time that they would still be alive. Right. And in a rewatching, it doesn't seem it's really iffy of whether or not he yet went back that far. It seems like he only went back far enough just right before the stone was destroyed. But it's something to be keep in mind. So Vision dies, though, before the snap. So this that ends all the people who died before the snap. Thanos brings him back to life, basically takes the Infinity Stone for himself and in doing so kills Vision. Now, all the people who ended up dying during the snap. Bucky Barnes, Black Panther, Groot, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Mantis, Drax, Star-Lord, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Ham. new character, man, we have power. <laughs> um, Maria Hill and Nick Fury. So all of these characters die and because and they get dusted away or because of the snap. Now, what's interesting is you see all these characters and, and the snap relatively happens along, you know, around the same time. But each one of them is unique in how they die or, or when they die. Um, some of the some of the interesting things that came out of that that I thought were noteworthy is that you see Groot right before he dies. He's talking to Rocket and they, it seemed like they were all paired up with people who were their friends before they died. But yeah, that, that is interesting that you point that out. It seemed like they kind of grouped themselves a little bit. And obviously the directors did that on purpose to have more of a gut punch, but Groot dies as he's dying. He says, I am Groot. The uh, directors confirmed that what he was saying to rocket was something along the lines of father or daddy or something like that. So it makes it even worse, and, and obviously this could have been something they made up at, after the fact, but it makes it even worse that Groot looks at Rocket as a father figure. Yeah. Like, that just, I mean, that really, you know, you really feel that oh, one, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, it at your heartstrings. Uh, but then the way Captain America responds to it. Right. And and how and how that all, yeah, it's, and, and yeah, what, what he's talking so about. never is, met Groot before. Never met Groot, and then, <laughs> and then Thor comes with Groot and Rocket onto the battle scene, and... Basically, Thor's introducing 
Rocket and Groot. And he says, this is my friend Rabbit and Tree. And Groot looks at Captain America and says, I am Groot. And Captain America responds with, I am Steve Rogers, which which somebody pointed out the most, you know, the most innocent way of that interaction. That is like the perfect way that interaction could have went. Like he has no idea. That's all that Groot says. He's, he's got no idea. It, it, it's just it's he's he doesn't have any concept of alien. He, like he, he got a very basic understanding. He's an old man, as they always call it. And in out so of touch to some he's people. out of touch, but not because necessarily that. He was born in the, you know, early 40s, you know, well, he was, he was alive in the 40s, but he was born even earlier than that. It's just because uh, even Iron Man doesn't really like knows there's aliens, but there's not a whole lot of information about them or they don't, they don't have a whole lot until the guardians come around. They don't really, they don't have a whole lot of information. Um, So those are all the people that died in infinity war. So just as a side note, maybe way out there, the Phil Coulson character. Do you think he ever shows his face again, or is he gone? I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong. Speaking of everyone going away. I thought that uh, Nick Fury said something about him in the end credit scene. So what we're referring to is, and then what I'm referring to, end credit scene, Marie Hill and Nick Fury are in the car, and they say something about, I think they said something about him or another character. I don't know. It would be interesting, and this is kind of goes along the lines of what we'd like to see. I'd like to see him show up in any. I like that character. He's a good character. I think it would be good it'd be nice to see him him show up in some capacity um but yeah so you've got all of these characters who die at the end of the movie uh we we watched it on dvd but when i saw it in the theaters the end credit scenes were completely silent there was no music at all and mickey pointed out when he saw american sniper it was a similar situation and it's very it's a very powerful, very simple, but very powerful tool to make you focused on what just happened. You can't use music to have a distraction. Well, because music directly affects our, you know, our synapses neurologically and all that. It has an impact that way. Yeah. So, you know, and that's why I always like to watch the credits after any movie, because it just helps you reflect upon what you saw. And, you know, it, it just kind of adds to the whole thing because the music is, you know, they specifically choose that that song at the end of the movie to have that kind of impact. The fact that dead silence comes over, just you're sitting there with your thoughts, almost like solitary confinement going, what just happened? And I'm just stuck here in dead silence with nobody else talking with my thoughts, wondering uh, what happens now. And that's, that's an amazing effect when you're sitting in a movie theater. Absolutely. You, you have that reality right in your face. You don't, you're not allowed to have music distract you and, keep you from really focusing into it, yeah. what just happened. And so I thought that was interesting that they, I mean, it's, it's a, like I said, simple, but extremely effective way to, uh, to get the point across. These characters are dead. And the, the, um, the directors have said that multiple times that to the fans, when, when it's ever asked in an interview, these characters are dead is the sooner our fans can get, over that and move on the the sooner the better they're going to be they are dead well that's that's why so many people and you know this is our pop culture references coming through like empire strikes back in the star wars trilogy because that second movie was so depressing and ends on a down note where you know everything's going against the rebels and and that's the kind of same feel that you had at the end of infinity war just wow what do we do now so much of our power is gone and, and Thanos has all this power. It's, it's 
pretty dramatic way to end a movie and just be done. And then, like you say, the silence without any music at the end. What an amazing cinematography. Movie. <laughs> Cinematography? Cool. Yeah, there's the big word. I yeah. That's uh, pretty awesome. I know the experience, and, and this is part of the reason why I want to continue to watch uh, Marvel movies in the movie theater, but I know my experience walking out of that movie theater, and my wife can attest to this, I had this look of just like shock on my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of shuffling out of the theater with my head looking at my feet, just like, what just happened? You feel like your heart just got ripped out. Punched and gut. we didn't talk about this before with the unique deaths, but I mean, you got Peter Parker. Spider-Man's who, a huge character. Iron Man already feels responsible for him. Yeah. He just got introduced. Peter Parker, Spider-Man just got introduced. Black Panther just got introduced. These big, really important characters just got introduced. And Peter Parker, just the young, and, and it just, just highlights his Somewhat innocence. Innocent. Yep. He says to his last words were, "I well." He says to he says to Iron Man, "I don't feel so good." And directors and some other people have talked about how because he's got his spidey sense, he could actually feel the dusting happening before it happened. So he had a he had a little bit of a head head start of what he was feeling. I don't feel so good. He grabs him, and then his last words to Iron Man even were, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. Are you kidding yeah, me? Like I like, didn't do enough. Rip my heart out. Like yeah. this guy, this guy who just wants to be a part of everything. Cares so he cares much. so much. He wants to. He wants to help the Avengers. He 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 just got knighted as an Avenger. It's this guy is just and you see him die, turn to ash, and you're just like, come on. Well, this, it parallels the Groot and Rocket Raccoon, right? Like he's exactly. looking at Iron Man, like Dad, I didn't mean to fail you. Right. I'm sorry that I failed. I'm sorry. And so you've got all of this to deal with, and I was not alone. I don't know if there was a peep in that movie theater walking out. All of the people who saw it, they had, it's a very, very powerful, I don't know that I've ever read in a movie like that. Yeah, like American Sniper. What a strong feeling. And I will never forget that feeling walking out of that movie. Just the awkward silence and just dealing with what you just looked at. Right. And you, and you, you want to talk. You have so many things that you are like, I need to talk about this. But nobody's saying, nobody's saying a word out of like this weird, you know, unspoken, yeah, pack theory, this weird unspoken respect for that situation and what is going on. It, you, you just, you don't say anything. So I, (laughs) I had tagged Mickey in this, but I I thought it was pretty good. So we're, we're getting ready to see the end game and the end game. I don't know. End game. Avengers end game, (laughs) the end game, infinity war two. But I thought that was pretty funny. It's something I found on Reddit on uh, Marvel studios, Reddit page. And it's talking about, the universal rules for Avengers Endgame. Spread the word, my friends. So essentially, if you're going to watch this movie with me, if you're going to watch it in the movie theater with me, these are the things that I'm going be to expect. Okay, we will be seated at least 15 minutes before the movie starts, and we can and we can start talking about the actual movie now. I think we've talked enough about and or uh, Infinity War, but we'll we'll start talking about the length of the movie and what's all involved, and what we've seen so far. But we'll be seated in 15 minutes. We're going to be there before before any of the even beginning credit starts. Don't ask me anything because you should have watched recaps like a smart person. If you haven't seen the movies, don't sit there next to me saying, who's that? Who's that? Yeah. What do they do? What? That, like, that, this is not the place. Well, because so much happens in these movies, you have to be paying attention the entire time. Nobody goes into, I don't know, Back to the Future Part 3 and is like, who's this Doc guy? Yeah. Like, nobody in no other trilogies, sequels, you never, you never see that. So if you're that type of person... 
either respect it and go and look it up later or go with somebody who's in the same boat as you go watch it go watch the movies or, or try to get cut up and that's not me trying to uh discourage anybody from go watch this movie this movie's going to be great there's going to be a lot of and we'll we'll get into that even more but don't be respectful of the the not asking questions. Chances are, if you're watching this movie, you have some idea what's going on. Before. Right. You you know what's going on. I mean, it's just, yeah. Uh, there will be no unnecessary talking or chewing during the movie. If you talk and I miss something important, I will hit you with my shoe. Well, and again. Or a blunt object that's within reach. Because there's so much going on, you can't afford to not even blink or swallow or miss anything. Because it might be a major thing you're missing. What we've learned throughout the Marvel Universe is that there are no throwaway lines. Every detail down to the license plate on a car, the license plate number on a car, or a three-second interaction with a character, it's important somehow. It had to be exhausting it's, putting the storyline together. And the yeah, the genius that is this. I mean, like well, I said, it, it, we'll it, go emotionally draining for the guys who put. I mean, and like you say, we're right. twenty-two movies into this, and to, to keep. To have the tie-ins from movie to movie, referring to even the original first Iron Man, I mean, it had to be emotionally exhausting. I, I can only imagine, yeah. And so you you see that happen, and you, you know what to expect. You know that you're going to have important dialogue. Just, again, don't... Just don't talk. Don't don't try to distract anybody. Or don't chew anyway. too loud. Right. Don't breathe. Don't sneeze. Yeah. Keep, don't be human keep, while you're watching this movie. That all being said, you will cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to gasp. Do it at appropriate times. Yeah. That That's, that's how, I mean, the whole when theater, it's, it's going to be an emotional experience. Everybody's going to be on the same, you're going to, you're going to be experiencing the same thing. Clearly you're all human. Like Mickey said, we're going to have those, but do those at appropriate times. Don't bust out laughing in the middle of a really, you know, important scene, like that kind of thing. Um, and most people, Monty has done his homework on this stuff. Most people are going to have some knowledge of this stuff. So you want to be respectful to those people because, you know, this is, it's a hobby. This has become part of your life having watched all these movies. And it's, it's a big, I mean, obviously this is a big deal. This movie is going to be huge. There's going to be, it's going to break records. It's, it's, people are going there. They're not casually going there. Anybody who has tickets for the Friday night, the opening weekend, they're there because they're passionate. They're invested. They're invested. What they're, did you say Patrick Downey Jr. said about it? Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. That was an old man reference. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in an interview recently said, the last eight minutes of this movie are the best eight minutes or the best moments of the entire Marvel Universe. That's awesome right there. For one of the main characters to say something like that. I mean, and, and I'd have to sit down and, and count up how many in my fingers and toes, how many movies he's been in for the Marvel Universe. But he, yeah, he's been around since the beginning. If it's coming from him, clearly it carries some weight. Chris Evans, Iron or uh, Captain America, also said that he cried like three times throughout the movie. So you're going to have, it's 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 going to be an experience. More so than than most movies you go to see nowadays. You're going to have an emotional investment into this story. And these are these are A-list actors who have been in blockbuster movies outside of the Marvel universe. Right. So they've been there, done that, and they're still saying these bold statements about this particular movie. That's I just can't wait. Yeah, I we're both. If you couldn't tell, we we're very excited. Uh, 
take it easy with your drink because there will be no bathroom breaks. Uh, I, I know right now, so last I heard, and this could have been updated uh, in the last couple of weeks, but last I heard, uh, official runtime was three hours and two minutes. Over three hours. Over a three hour movie. Wow. Now, some people said, and this is what I was hoping for, but some people thought there would be an intermission. There's not going to be an intermission. Oh, you know that. The directors talked about it. They actually addressed it. And they said, there's not a good time in the movie for an intermission. You, <laughs> not it, would, it would basically do a disservice to the flow of the movie and the storyline if you were to break it up into two parts. That means there's nonstop action. There's uh, that's, no good time to break. There's no good time. It kind of goes along with the whole you know, dialogue and you're paying attention. It would feel very forced is what I'm getting or what I'm understanding from that. Screw up the flow. Yeah. So I'm not going to be drinking any soda or eating popcorn beforehand. I'm going to make sure I go to the bathroom beforehand, obviously, but colostomy bags, if necessary. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love and and this is when you've got, when you've got these types of movies that come out and these so big, you got these different characters that you're doing the whole, the whole, you know, series, the whole gamut of, talk shows and different things that they're being interviewed for and panels at comic cons and all this stuff. And one of the things that I thought was pretty funny and, and Paul Rudd's just great anyways, oh, is Ant-Man, he's, humor, he's, yeah. he's just an, an, an enduring character. He's Smart just funny. Yeah. He's great. And one of the things that he suggested, cause somebody at, he, somebody was brought up in an interview, like, well, what do you, what do you suggest to people who've got to go to the bathroom during the movie? He actually suggested, cause some people say, Oh, wear a diaper, you know, there, there's that kind of thing. He actually said, Oh, I, I think that you should just pee in your popcorn bucket and <laughs> just make sure nobody sees. So that that will be an issue. There's it's a different there. kind of butter, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's don't want to eat that popcorn. <laughs> uh, but so you, that, that's just and all of these things that we're talking about that just adds to the excitement. Well, like, these are the actors in the movie saying this stuff. In, in you, they're overwhelmed by what's going on in the movie, and they were in the movie. Right. I, and it says a lot right there. Side note, I heard that Robert Downey Jr. is actually having a private screening at his house the weekend that it comes out or a week before it comes out. Did like, we get that invite or not? I, I didn't check my email yet. Uh, um, I'll uh, I'll call his secretary just, and make sure it didn't get lost in the mail. I don't have the connections I used to. It's, it's yeah. Sad. Yeah. Well, I mean. Patrick Downey Jr. Yeah, well, different... I might be invited to him. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy you don't want to be invited to. <laughs> the private screening at his house means something completely different. Um, but yeah, but all of these things that we're talking about, these different aspects, like it just adds to all of the excitement and the buildup for this movie. Uh, at the end of the movie, well, first of all, if if you're if you're new here, are you new here, kid? Wait till the end credits. Uh, but all that being said. That's for typically Marvel movies. Again, don't know if this is true. I will wait till the end credits. I've heard there's going to be no end credit scene with this one. Really? That's what I heard. Don't know if that's true. Just if anybody can verify ball. that, um, another they're going to separate this. Um, does that mean that's going to be how it is going forward? Then, or they're going to? I don't think so. Together? I think that they they purposely this movie is very special to everybody yeah. involved, and I think they're doing they're, different things in this one that they won't do in other ones. Right, and that maybe maybe an end credit scene won't be necessary. I don't know. And and then again, I don't know where, if that I don't know where I heard that from or what this if the source is uh, verifiable at all. But if it's, anybody knows out there, let us know because it definitely again adds to the. Excitement adds to the experience. It's funny. I find myself with any movie, Marvel Universe or not, watching all the credits now because, right. like I said, the music, I love music anyways. It has an impact. It lets me reflect upon what I've just seen. But I'm always 
is there something I'm going to miss at the end? Right. So I, I'm just spoiled to that at, at this point. You've so. been conditioned yeah, to exactly. expect that. And it's on purpose, too. I mean, let, let's take yeah, a step back. For the entire movie, yeah. Let's take a step back and recognize that there's literally hundreds of people who are involved in they this. They want movie. you to see the credits. You should you should at least, if even if you don't know them, who they are specifically, you should at least have an idea so of much these work characters was done on the and have the respect for, okay, you know, I don't care if it's the boom mic guy. Like, yeah, these, people, name, yeah. these people... You know, did something for you. You have it's obviously captured your attention. You know that I'm getting off my soapbox on that. But it but might be their calling. Card. That's that, that's what that they might be their bragging point about their lives. Right. So look at their name at least. Right, and that's and that's I think part of the reason why is they want they wanted to give those people those type of people recognition. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so we'll see if uh, we'll see if that ends up being true or not. I've actually been in movies where the ushers come out after when the credits roll and say. There's going to be two end credit scenes, just so you guys don't like they let everybody know. Or when I bought the ticket, they actually said there's one end credit scene. So that's nice. And we'll see if that I, I, I've i got a feeling these movie theaters are going to be on their game that weekend. Oh, yeah. They're going to have extra staff. That weekend, going, everybody's going to be well in well knowledge of what's going on, what to expect. They're not going to put the B guy at the ticket counter and be like, oh, so you're going to go see this game end thing yeah like no these people i have a feeling are going to be i mean and most of those people probably are professional as it is but they're not gonna they're not gonna have the you know kid that just started two days ago you know running the you know ticket booth for this movie this is it's too big of an, uh, and i deal. think and i think like we were talking about before i think the fans will be along the same lines they're going to be knowledgeable of the whole marvel universe right and you won't be able, you won't see a lot of these stragglers who go, oh, let's go see that movie. I, I, right. I heard something about that. Not to mention, we don't know for sure, but uh, pretty pretty positive. By the time that weekend, which is next weekend for us as we're recording, uh, there will be very limited seats, if seats at all, for you to buy. So you're not going to be able to casually just walk in. You without bought being, them three weeks ago, right? I think I bought, I bought them as soon as they went on sale, as soon as I could. And... Um, the tickets were going quick and, and I knew that this was going to be a big movie. And that's because I don't usually buy tickets ahead of time. I think most people don't ex- except for special circumstances. Um, but yeah. And, and, and again, to go off on a tangent there, I've heard things about people trying to sell these tickets for $500,000. So I don't think that people are actually buying those tickets for that price. I mean, maybe we've talked before and I think it's kind of common sense uh, wait a day, wait a weekend, you know, don't, don't invest that much into it. Cause you I, do want to see it in the theater. Me, my cheap, cheap, butt. I paid 15 bucks a ticket and I thought I was overpaying. So well, yeah. yeah. And you do want to see this kind of movie in the theater. Right. Just oh, the, the don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but you can even wait a month. You could, if you can find a way you waited this long, I think you could wait, you could wait a couple days almost. And At you least, get, yeah. you get normal price tickets. I don't think anybody's actually buying these. There's just people trying to get it. The only thing that I can figure is this is the most popular theater in downtown Manhattan. Seats are already sold completely out for the opening weekend in the first couple days That's after. Big city, too. Big city. You know, everybody's trying to get in, you know, the high population density. So it, it, it makes good headlines, I think, essentially, you know, and obviously helps hype the movie itself, you know, when people do this kind of stuff. But again, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, I I like I think that somebody that buys those tickets are just trying to show off to their friends or well and it's, gotta, it's you know. funny even our conversations at work or I've had conversations with other people people are coming out of the woodworks that I had no idea were Marvel fans all of a sudden saying oh yeah I got my ticket three weeks ago right I mean people you don't even know were excited about this have been excited about it for a long time and I I want to touch and highlight on that point a little bit more 
we've we've heard things. I've seen articles, and you don't you don't really know. You take it for with a grain of salt. But people basically saying this is going to be a movie that defines a generation. This is going to be a movie that breaks all these these records. It's going to be part part of all our culture in in some respect. Now, an iconic movie. An iconic movie. I mean. That alone, whether or not that's 100% true. Or if it happens that way. The fact that they're speculating that is pretty awesome. Right. you gotta, you got to look back and really think about what movies defined a generation. What movies do you think about? I mean, in terms, and obviously, like I had mentioned in an earlier podcast, I wasn't alive when the first Star Wars movie came out. That was a big deal. I mean, oh. is, it, is it going too far or, or overstepping to say, that defined your generation. I, now that you say that, I, I was having a hard time grasping which one movie it might be, but that is in the top three. It's got to be in the conversation for sure. Right, and you you've got those type of unique movies, and that was a that was the first movie that came out. That was groundbreaking. You know, too. they and, were doing different things than they were doing before. And you you start to think in terms of that, and you start putting this like this this movie is. We've said it a lot. This is a big deal. This is going to be. Just a fun movie. It's going to be emotionally investing. It's action packed. Action packed. There's going to be so much going on, but you're at the core of it. Everybody's going to be enjoying this, and everybody is going to be talking about this. And there's so many levels. That's why it was so great about Star Wars. There's love story. There's there's good versus evil. There's religion, and all. I mean, all that kind of stuff goes on in these movies. That's what makes them. You know, that's what defines a generation with these movies. You know, right? They draw parallels on real life, real things that people are going through. I mean, clearly you and I aren't inventing, you know, Iron Man suits that have the ability to fly into space. I'm not going to talk about it right here if I am. Well, yeah, that, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, we can both appreciate the fact that Iron Man has this conflicting view on what he should do with Peter Parker and his responsibility to that kid. I mean, like that's he's a father figure. That's not, I mean, that, that, that type of stuff is real, but anyways, bring us back to the, the, the main point. This is that, one of our tangents. that all being said, this is why we're doing this episode when we're doing it. We know a lot of people are talking about this already. We want this to be out around the time that you are going to be either watching in an uh, end game or right before you watch it. So this episode, and then like like we said, part two will be that recap after we watch it. Um, and then just to close out the, the list, uh, after we leave the theater, we will walk to our cars and ponder the events that unfolded in silence. And kind of what we talked about, what happened after Infinity War. And we'll discuss our thoughts and feelings about the movie on the following day when I'm a no longer an emotional wreck. So we're already preparing ourselves for that. We And, and we work together. We've already agreed off mic that... We're gonna take a couple of days before we say one word to each other about it. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna dive into it as but as much as we can. We're gonna allow ourselves to process the information, think about it a little bit before we create that podcast. And before mouth diarrhea happens, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that that kind of leads into what I on the on the front end of all that. So that's all you know during the movie or after the movie. Uh, I talked to Mickey and I've talked to multiple people about how. I'm not planning on, I'm basically going to have a social media, uh, is it fast the right word? I mean, Easter's on Sunday. I don't really know that that's the appropriate word to say. Like calling but, a sports athlete a, a warrior. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So We're I'm going to, a sabbatical. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far with that, but I'm not going to, basically I'm, 
we we work really hard to try not to allow ourselves to be spoiled by anything that somebody might have seen the day before. Because like we said, they're going to start showing uh, the movie on Thursday. We don't have our tickets till Friday. And so things are already going to be on the internet. Things are going to already be on social media that we're, I am going to intentionally not go into or, or look at so that this guy who's, I'm sorry, you're a jerk if you think that you're funny by ruining something for somebody. I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to let myself be exposed to that. Well, even speculation. Right. My mind is so over analytical that I might just, you know, start thinking this way. And then when it happens in the movie, it'll, be, it'll ruin the surprise. I don't even want to allow myself to do that to myself. Right. Just by reading some speculation from somebody else. Um, now, Mickey, I know you haven't seen a whole lot of uh, the trailers. I've only seen a couple of them, enough to just know a general sense of what's sure. going on. But I, I also have been to movies where the best parts, the funniest lines, the, the most exciting action has all been in the preview. And it, and it takes oh, yeah. away from it. So you're basically, I, I could have just watched the preview. Certain that movies hurts. that you're just like, the funny lines, like those were the only funny lines and they were and in the And you have preview. high hopes going into that movie, but yeah, then then you're, you're like, that's I saw the whole movie before I saw the movie. Right. So I, I'm trying not to, I, I've seen uh, bits and pieces. I saw the first the first uh, trailer. I probably watched it like 10 times um, to, to kind of see what was going on. But there's been very select things that have come out in the trailers, even that the directors and Marvel as a whole just does not want to spoil the movie. I've heard things going as far as there's only been, they're only planning on in, in the previews showing the first 15 minutes of the movie. So nothing beyond 15 minutes of the movie is going to be in any preview is what they said. Now, if you look at these previews, there's a lot that's going to happen in the first 15 minutes. If that's the case, Yeah. there's a ton that's going to happen. You yeah. see Tony's stranded in space with uh Gamora's sister, I Nebula. Yeah. So he, they're they're on uh the Guardians of the Galaxy's ship and they're stranded in space and all this stuff. But then in more recent recent in air quotes because I think it came out a couple weeks ago, but you see them all in their which has been nicknamed the Quantum Realm suits. They basically got their own team uniform that they're going somewhere in. Uh and yeah, so you, you you see that. So what's that about? Why are they all wearing the same suit? Ant-Man shows up, Hawkeye's there, and he, you know, he's he's a part of this. And so so there's a lot of questions. I think that that's obviously on purpose that they want to, well, what's going on? Why is it like this? But we've, you know, tried to keep ourselves from spoiling that. And that's going to lead me into the next point about Marvel in general and what they've done in this franchise to prevent spoilers from happening. Um, I think that it's really, it's really cool that the way that they, they keep a control on that and they, they have these people, I mean, you know, funny things that happen like Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man, he's accidentally flubbing up in an interviews and you've got, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, like, Hey man, why did you just say like, that? Like, like, kind of like, thing. Hey, shh, shh, you yeah. know? And so I heard in this last for, for end game, Tom Holland was basically just given his lines he wasn't given the rest of the script because they didn't want him to like. He he basically acted in a vacuum because he sucks at because because they're like we and but but to that point, I think that there's not a whole lot of characters who actually got a full script because they're so they're the so of surprise wants they're to be so focused so on keeping you surprised that they want to make sure that they don't accidentally spoil something. Well, and they also want the actors to have genuine 
uh, reactions to certain scenes, obviously. Right. That must be where they're going with that. So that is all just part of this big machine that's already doing a lot of really good work. And then on top of that, they respect their work enough that they don't want you as the guy who's sitting in the movie theater to have something known before it's supposed to be known. Um, and they've put the hush on manufacturers, the toy manufacturers, and right. any corporation that might be involved somehow in this, they put the hush on them too to not put out any spoilers, right? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot, obviously everybody wants a piece of the pie and the merchandise and the things that are going on. So you got big companies like Funko and Lego. Uh, these people are creating uh, merchandise or creating toys that are directly related to the movies. Uh, if, for any of you that follow uh, collectibles, uh, the New York toy fair happens every year. And what was kind of unique about this year is that, and this may have happened in the in previous years, but from what I could tell, they actually have, had a rule Marvel did is you're not showing any of our end game products at New York toy fair, biggest toy convention of the entire world. People are trying to get other people, other uh, businesses to buy their stuff. That's kind of showcasing. Here's our new and greatest and latest collectibles. Here's our new. It's they, a world fair for toys. I mean, right. Yeah. Exactly. And they were told you are not going to be releasing any of these toys, any images of them, any prototypes until we say so. And it ended up being the week that, from at least from Funko, from what I understood, it was the week that they uh, went. The tickets actually went on sale, so the trailers had dropped. Or some things that happened beforehand, so that's all systematic. It's all very calculated and planned. That we're going to show this trailer. Okay, now the toys can come out that show that we don't want anything before. We want it all to be in the proper order. Um, that's the painstaking attention to detail that they have as far as their storyline and and keeping it a surprise for everyone. And right. And got, that's why it's got to be so exhausting for these guys that are putting all this together. And and exactly right. The 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 level of detail, the 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 uh, attention to this specific Every thing angle. that came way early that now is re relatable in Infinity War or Endgame. That that kind of culture or that that uh, idea of what they want their product to be that carries through all the way to you know preventing spoilers. They haven't missed the detail. In the whole storyline, the plan of all of it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's plot holes, but it, it's you. They're few and far between, and you've be, you've come to realize that no line or no scene that there's an intention for it. There's a reason why it exists. That they they're really capitalizing on every every second of screen time. So Russo brothers, who uh, they directed the, these movies and they've directed a lot of the the Mar Marvel movies. They actually came out with a, a letter, and I'm not going to read the whole letter to you, but essentially the gist of it was, thank you for everybody who's been here since the beginning. This you know franchise has spanned 10-plus years with 20-plus movies. We appreciate everything you've done. For those of you who are going to see Endgame, for those of you who are going to see it early, who are going to see it in, in theaters opening weekend, please respect the other fans, respect other people who want to see it, and don't spoil it for them. As we said before, but they actually wrote a letter saying They wrote an open letter to to the the Marvel fans. Now, that tells me a couple things. One, I don't know if this was done before, maybe they, maybe they've done this with a lot of their movies, but that tells me that whatever's going to happen in Endgame is going to be big, colossal. You have things that are going to happen in this movie that are so important to the rest of the Marvel universe that please do not talk about it. Please respect other people. And so 
we'll make sure that we have those warnings when we do our, our next podcast to talk about the movie. But uh, that to me, I think that's cool. I, that, again, just another element to, you know, the, the long uh, screen time, the long uh, runtime of the movie, the different, you know, things that have happened that they've, they've actually taken uh previews for the movie and digitally altered them so that you don't know the specific characters there. They did that for infinity war. Hulk was never actually in his full form. And uh, at least not in minus the beginning scene, he wasn't in his full form, but they show him running through the fields of Wakanda in his full form in a preview that never happened. And so it makes you wonder what else has been digitally altered. What else has been a red herring of sorts to throw us off? Like an anti-spoiler basically. Right. So that we don't actually know there's even a theory that goes as far to say, and we'll get into those theories. We're going to get into those now, but kind of piggybacking off of the spoilers and everything else. One of the, a, a, a fan theory that, or not a, hey, I guess it'd be a fan theory. They actually said that Marvel has gone as far as to create a fake name for the movie. The end game isn't actually the name of the movie, that if they revealed the real name of the movie, that it would spoil too much of the movie for you. And that when the, because they, they do a, a scene or two and then they come up with like Avengers Infinity War. Like yeah. they, they show that uh, that when that actually comes across that it'll be a different name altogether. I don't know if that's true or not. I that seems I believe that. But that's a little extreme. But at this point, they've, they've been so good about creating, you know, different thoughts and stuff in our heads that I, I don't I can't say I believe in everything. And I can't I believe in nothing. Because I just don't know where they're going to come from, and that's part. Of, I think that's part of the excitement. Like I said, I keep I keep repeating myself in that regard, but it is. It's it just you know add this to the list of what makes this movie unique, what makes this a fun experience, a fun ride to be on. So there's that part of it, and then they also say that all of the trailers so far, which this I can't believe because there's there's a lot of money that goes into trailers, that none of it is real footage from the actual movie. That none of it has been shown. That's been shown far so far is actually part of the movie. That it's all just kind of throwing off, throwing you off the scent. We'll see. Uh, I, I the fact that you even question it is what's cool about the whole situation. Right. Right. I mean, I don't. I think it's probably bunk, but I just don't know for sure. Right. I don't look at the latest rom com and think to myself, well. Does that, no way. Did, I, I think they changed the name of the movie, or I don't know that this preview seems fishy. They're probably like that. Just doesn't happen with a whole lot but of that other sliver movies. Sliver of doubt is what makes you just right. well, maybe it is a possibility. You know, right? So now we're going to get into so, something that I enjoy and 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 I I like reading about and kind of getting into it. Monty's is, geekdom. That's what yeah, we're right, this. right. My geekdom, my Sir Monty, my sire. Uh, Okay. Anyways, uh, the fan theories, the popular fan theories that have existed probably since the end of Infinity War, that people have come up with what's going to happen. This is what I think. Let's let's dissect everything. We're not going to go into the exhaustive detail that people have written pages and pages and hours of YouTube videos discussing this and going over why they think what they think. But Let's. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna touch base on some of the uh, more more popular ones. So the the biggest one that I think is is going to happen, or is in some capacity going to happen, is the theory that ties into Ant Man and the Quantum Realm. So if you haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, this isn't too much of a spoiler. It's somewhat of a spoiler, but it's not too much of a spoiler. Essentially, they go to the Quantum Realm, which is some type of realm that's smaller than the rest of the universe, but it's a different 
it's a different realm. It's a different universe, multi-universe theory. And there's what we talked about before, seemingly throwaway line about time travel and how that's possible in the quantum realm. So there's a theory that says Ant-Man is going to come use the uh, abilities that he has, help them to travel to the quantum realm, and then they're going to go back in time and basically one by one pick off these infinity stones as they've seen them in, as they've been exposed to them up until this point. And so people are going to be paired off. You know, it, it looks like Captain America and Black Widow might be going to a certain, they probably go to the first Captain America movie and try to get the Tesseract from Red Skull before he does anything with it. Um, there's been set footage of uh, Robert Downey Jr. wearing a SWAT uniform that looks very suspiciously similar to the SWAT team that was escorting Loki in the first Avengers movie. So it's possible that he's going to go back to that time and take the Infinity Stone from Loki's scepter. Uh, that, I think, is the most convincing theory because of what's what's said in the Ant-Man universe. Yeah. How does Doctor Strange fit in all this time travel? Well, he had the Time Stone. Yeah. So I don't know if he, maybe they go back to a certain time where he had it and they, I, I don't know. I mean, cause he's the one who has that ability. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. And that's part of the, I think that feeds into a lot of the fan theories too, is this, the things that he said about the 14 million or I'm getting that number wrong. I know, but the different possibilities of what could happen, yeah. there's only one that we win. Now he didn't say it was like 14 million. One. He said that he said, where we win. He didn't say anything about people dying though. No. So the only one where we win is one situation. This is somewhat of a separate theory, but there's a lot of people that think there's a reason why he gave that stone other than not having Tony Stark die, but he gave but he that stone. He wasn't going to, he, yeah, he made it very clear at the beginning or towards the beginning of the movie that he was not going to give that up under any circumstances that he swore an oath on his life to protect that infinity stone. No matter who you'd sacrifice in the process. So what a lot of people think is that he's actually using that interaction between Thanos as that's part of the one situation that allows them to win in the end. Whether or not that kills people is a different story and who's actually dead. But he's using that interaction. He's giving them to give them extra time, whatever it was, but essentially... Thanos is going down a path that he doesn't realize is actually feeding into them coming back and taking these Infinity Stones back, undoing the snap. Possibly along the lines of what he did in his own movie. Right, exactly. That he turned back time and, and there was some Just kept repeating that, it and repeating it until the guy gave up. So he knew something that the rest of the characters didn't know. All right, so we got time travel with Quantum Realm, the, the, the details of what uh, Doctor Strange had. Um, they went to another dimension that kind of feeds into the quantum realm theory, but essentially because they dusted and they didn't just all croak over and die and their bodies were there, that maybe they were transported to another dimension. People think maybe they were transported to the soul stone and then eventually they're going to get there. I think it's interesting that you can only get the soul stone if you sacrifice somebody. So who's going to get sacrificed in the next movie to get the soul stone? Because yeah, eventually they're going to be crossing that bridge of, how, who's going to be sacrificed in order to to get this? But that is a good point that they basically evaporated. You right. don't see a rotting corpse. You right. don't see actual death. You just see them evaporate. Yeah, they, they dust into nothingness. And, and so some people think decimation, that's, as they call it. Yeah, the, de the decimation event. Um, 
where did, and this is another attention to detail. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, which the beginning of Infinity War, which really you could say the end of for Ragnarok was the beginning of Infinity War because that's when the ships get taken over. Just fed right into it. Where's Valkyrie? Where's Meek? Where's Korg? All of those characters were big name characters, had a lot of a decent amount of screen time in Thor Ragnarok. You don't see them at all in the beginning of Infinity War. People think that they actually escaped on a escape pod. And if you look really close, the uh, that one ship that they hijack from uh, the game master, it's actually sitting at the top on the top of the uh, Asgardian ship at the end of Thor Ragnarok. So it's possible that they actually got on that ship sure. and escaped before uh, before Thanos could kill them because it was accessible. It was except you saw it in the it was there and they and not to mention they probably had escape pods that were built into that ship anyways. But it also makes me think, okay, these characters did what did they do? You know, did they get snapped? What happened? But it helps it helps you kind of think through, okay, this is not something that would just be another throwaway. They would be intentionally shown. Heimendel, his best friend, Loki, they're all there, they're all in the beginning of the movie, and they were shown to be dead. They were shown to die. Uh, another line that you hear Thor talk about is half of my, I think he says crew or half of my people were killed. Half. So that means that the other half went someplace. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're going to find out the moments leading into Thanos coming aboard the ship, what happened. And, 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 not, so I guess this isn't really in the category of fan theory, but it's it's something to, to keep in mind. Um, and there, there's a lot of other ones, but uh, for sake of time, I guess we'll, we'll go over the, the funniest theory or the funniest way that people have suggested for Thanos to be defeated is Ant-Man in the butt. And that sounds kind of dirty and whatever. Essentially, what the theory goes or how the theory goes, Ant-Man gets small, goes up. Thanos's butt gets gigantic, explodes him into a million pieces. I know that would hurt me. Uh, so Paul Rudd again was a like these are this is a great thing about this is you see all these things on the internet and then they actually be uh, topics on late night TV. And he's a smart Alex, so you know there's going to be some funny remarks coming out of that. They ask Paul Rudd about this, and he's like, "Yeah, I heard, I've heard about this." He's like, "But why does it have to be that? Why can't I go into an ear or yeah. a nose or the mouth? Why does it have to the be that?" The dirtiest part of the body. And so. I, I, I don't think that that's going to happen, obviously. But it would, it's, movies haven't been that crude to this point. We It would be funny to see somebody, you know, and they've it's already created in cartoons or sketches, but it would be funny to see that, that happen. Um, so let's see. What else do we got to talk about? I guess what do you think overall is going to happen? Mickey, I guess I've got some thoughts about what I think is going to happen, and you've recently just seen Infinity War. So that being said, what – and. I, we we saw Captain Marvel together too, so we know obviously she's going to be play a part in that. But what do you what do you think, just in a nutshell, is going to happen? Well, in this next honestly, movie? it's because this isn't the end. I mean, it's called the End Game, but this isn't the end of the storyline. So I don't think there'll be any finite results or anything like that. But I I just have a feeling all these characters come back, and as in the other movies, because this is just a part two, basically. I think the Thanos or the, you know, the, the evil representation will probably be thwarted to some degree. And I think as, as we've speculated off Mike, that possibly the stones will possibly be housed 
in a better location where this can't happen again. But as far as speculating, uh, my mind is so far blown at this point that I, I don't even know that I want to go too far in, in, in analyzing where it might go just because I know I'll be wrong. Right. So what, what are your theories though? I, I think that the, the one that's most compelling just based on what I've read about is the theory about time travel. And I think that makes the most sense to me. It'll be a more aware, uh, uh, real available element yeah. in the, in the whole story. Like. And I think this being the movie that it is and how it's, and to kind of reel things in a little bit more and you know, summarize for those of you who aren't aware of the terminology, um, phase one was everything up until Avengers, the first movie. Phase two was everything up until uh, Age, Age of Ultron. Ultron. And phase three is ending with the movie Endgame, Avengers Endgame. All of those movies up until this point, the 22 movies, those all, th- those movies, I think it's 22, 22 or 23, those movies were a part of what they called the Infinity Saga. So this is not only ending a phase, but it's ending what they're calling a saga of that. So, so you think there might be some finality? I, there's going to be some. These char- these these real life actors, uh, their their uh, their contracts are going to be up. They're they're not going to be in. Some of these actors are not going to be in in future movies. But that'll be said in the comics. There's the new Avengers with like Spider Man leading yeah. it instead of uh, Iron Man, and so. I think they're, they're, that that part of it, they're they're definitely going to lead into something new and exciting. But starting it's, a new chapter, essentially, right? As far as the yeah, it's it, it, absolutely it's starting a new chapter, starting a new phase, starting a new saga, and the the whole time travel quantum realm thing. It's exciting because it's just like what you've seen in TV shows. It's going to be essentially without it actually being this a montage of what has happened in the past. Because if they go back in, in time and you get to relive some of these important moments in the Marvel universe. So I like that idea. I think that that could be something that plays well into Endgame. Well, it'll be mind-blowing because these movies can be hard to keep up with as it is. Right. But if you add that element, it's right. because they're going to have flashbacks and then, you know, they're going to be in the future. It's You're going to have to pay even more attention than you already are if, if that element becomes that readily available in these movies. And what we know about uh, the the movies already that they they're going to pull on your heartstrings. So what better way than to let's let's pick a walk down memory lane, so to speak, through yeah. the quantum realm? Or and as a side note, Mickey and I have actually been rewatching the entire uh, MCU starting back in December. In my case, for the first time in a lot of the movies. Yep, and I watched them completely out of order, so I'm watching them in order, and I can appreciate it a lot better. And We'll go over that more in a, in a future podcast episode, but that's why I think this is going to be, it's going to be an end, but it's also going to be a beginning. It's they're, they're going to defeat Thanos. I don't know how. Um, I think, I think it's, it's going to either be Iron Man or Captain America. What will happen with the stones? Do you think? I don't know. I, I would like to see, and I, I think this has happened in comics. Like multiple people have wielded the infinity gauntlet. I think somebody's going to end up using the infinity gauntlet. In full tact. I think so. Or yep. full intact. And that might be the way that they, they die at the end. And that, we didn't even get to that of who we think is going to die. But I think there's going to be some major characters who are actually going to die. That it's not going to be. Because as you 
mentioned earlier, you don't think they will be continued on in the storyline with the next saga. No, their contracts yet. are up. I think some of these characters are just ready to move on to other and things. Some of these actors retire are, even. Yeah, some of these actors are not spring chickens anymore. So Right. And then so you're going to pull in the younger people. You got, you know, Tom Holland and you've got some other people that have been doing this for uh, not as long. And so they're, they'll kind of pick up the mantle over the Infinity Gauntlet, if if you will. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of... You've been waiting to say yeah. that for a while. Well, yeah, you know, I, I just have so many great catchphrases that that I've got to say before the movie hits theaters. But that's that's pretty much everything that we've got to say today uh, about End, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. We're excited to uh, see what actually happens and if anything that we said today is correct, uh, how, how wrong we are. And... We're just overall happy to be able to be a part of this. If you want to join the conversation, always feel free to email us, montyandmickey at gmail.com. That's M-O-N-T-Y-A-N-D-M-I-C-K-E-Y at gmail.com. Without further ado, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. What's going on?